Tracy and Emily are smart lovable sisters who really love Lucifer for the plot. Yeah, the plot, which they overthink. Hey there friends, fair warning. Emily was using a bad mic when we recorded this episode. Her vocal track is not great. But what she has to say, as always, is insightful and hilarious. Hey there. I am here with my sister, Tracy Guy Decker. Yes, hyphen. And I am here with my sister, Emily Guy Birkin. No hyphen. And together we are doing Lightbringers, where we illuminate the deeper meaning of the crime-solving devil TV show. And yes, we're overthinking it. It's what we do. It's what we do. We, Tracy just had to stop me from overthinking something completely unrelated, because we only have so much time. <laughs> <laughs> we have only so much time, and we're here to overthink Lucifer. Time is a construct, and yet it is the only container in which we can uh, proceed. So, All right, so... That was, that was quite profound. <sighs> I'm always overthinking it. Which are our two episodes today. We get the two bonus episodes from season three. Mm. Uh, 325 and 326, Boo Normal, and Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I'm looking yeah. at the um, episode list, and only Once Upon a Time is listed as a bonus, but I'm calling Boo Normal mm-hmm. a bonus, because it didn't, it didn't make sense in sequence. So, no. I think I read that, because if you recall earlier this season, I was saying right, like, there, there were extra four that uh-huh. were from season two. Yeah. I actually think there might have been four from season two and two from season four. And that would actually make sense because about 20 to 21 episodes is a, is a typical season. Right, and we have 26. And, it's a, and we're 26. So if there were four that were supposed to be for season two, and then there was, uh, and I can't remember. I thought 22 was a typical season. Like, it was a full season. Because 13. 21, I thought. I thought it was 21. I don't know. You can tell we actually work in the biz. <laughs> yeah. So, if there were 24, uh, the, the TV show only had to add, like, three extra to make it 24. Oh. That every so, hour, right, right. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, what I read, I think, this week was that they had already filmed Boo Normal and Once Upon a Time when they were canceled. And they're like, all right, just tack them on. It's a bonus fry when you go to McDonald's and you're like, I've eaten all the fries. They're like, oh, in the back of the bottom of the bag, there's a bonus fry. I wasn't expecting it. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. But it's a little bit, um, it's a little I, bit cold. It's a little bit, it's a little mm-hmm. bit distinct from the other experience. Yeah. 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 It, it doesn't taste quite like mm-hmm. the fresh. Uh huh. I will say my first watch through my binge, it had already been saved and was already on Netflix. And season four already existed. And I had read that these were bonus episodes. So I skipped them. I leaped from right over them. So I was like, I need to know what happens next. Yeah. So I, my experience was that I didn't know that. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> just like, just like kept going. I was like, oh, I want to know what happens. <laughs> like, and I just like, I watched them, but I was like, what the hell is this? I missed everything because I was just like, get to the good stuff already. (laughs) And that's actually, I'm very glad that we rewatched them because I was able to enjoy them. Now, even though I had watched through and then come back, so I didn't have that 
Like I see a lot of people talking about who, you know, they, they're introduced to Lucifer once on Netflix, don't know that about those and are just binge watching and go like, wait, I'm sorry. What? Right. Exactly. (laughs) So even though I didn't have that experience, I still was just like, once I got to them, it was after the end of season four and I was still like, I need to know what happens next about, you know, for season five. And I was just like, this is not, I mean, it's, it's good, but it's not what I want. And so watching this time, I got to be like, no, these are solid episodes. Yeah. Lucifer, and I'm really glad to watch yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Even though I wish they could appear in a place where they don't feel so out of Yeah, place. I think Boo Normal could easily have been slotted in somewhere earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. But Well, I don't think they knew, I mean, the, if they had, if they were going to do that, they would have had to do that once it moved now. Right. Right, because when they released so it, they, they thought it'd been, they'd been canceled. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's one of those, like, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's let's dig in. Let's overthink them a little bit. Dig in. Ooh, normal! Yeah. So, um, Charlie Mee, as Azrael, is inspired. She's brilliant. At, like, it's inspired. Because yeah. you would never expect the angel of death to be anything other than, like, badass, scary, creepy, like... And, like, a total goth girl, like, death from the Sandman. But, yeah, she's not those things. Not at all. She's... Just a a nerdy mensch. I don't know know how to describe her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's exactly someone who would befriend Ella. You know, there's a reason why she loves both Lucifer and Ella. Yeah. You know, like, you can totally see that. Um, and then you can also see why she'd be the right angel for the job of death. Because you need someone gentle, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and and to, like, I don't know, gets interested in individuals while still having, having some distance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just, like, if she looked like what we expected, you know, like Grim Reaper type thing, that would be too scary. Well, also, I think because of the cosmology of the show, you know, that, that the great before and the great after, you know, the great beyond are, are both actually like when we, when we have that full scope in our minds, like death is actually just a transition. It's not actually an end. And so it makes sense that it's not this, like that it's more this Azrael and less maze. Which is, mm-hmm. you know, sort of what's expected yeah. with a demon blade and whatever. Yeah, which is in yeah. line too with Neil Gaiman's storytelling. I just mentioned Sandman, mm-hmm. which um, now that the new series is available on Netflix, I'm I'm partway through. No spoilers, y'all. Um, although I I read the graphic novel, so I guess <laughs> I guess I've already spoiled it for myself. But one of the things that's really interesting to me that I, I've been thinking about um, with Azrael and death is that like both actually are needed in Gaiman's cosmology. Mm-hmm. Like the one, like death from the Sandman is actually there at the moment of death. But then it's Azrael's mm-hmm. job to take the soul to where it, where mm-hmm. its final spot is. Final destination. Yeah. Um, which I think is really interesting that those two jobs are different, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. both of those characters, um, Azrael in this, series and death in the Mm -hmm. original in the Sandman series are Mm -hmm. actually really like open and friendly and compassionate women Mm -hmm. uh, in this Mm -hmm. case. And so I, I'm, I'm appreciating that from the mind of Neil Gaiman. Yeah. Yeah, I, 
can recall, I have not read all of Sandman. I've, I've only read the first um, few series. I read them, life. but it was 20 years ago. I think volume. Yeah. Because they were originally volume. like the the actual comics, but then they were, I read them in, in volumes. Um, yeah. 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 I read the first volume and I, I can recall, there's a point where Sandman follows death on her round. <laughs> um, and uh, not a whole lot has really stuck with me, but that like, mm-hmm. the, the man who um, says Shema and the, and the child, yeah. and the, chi- and and the child. Uh huh. He says, that's all I got. And she's like, sorry. That's, uh, that's how it goes sometimes. That's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. And that, uh, like, just really stuck with me. Also, because she is so, like, patient. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's like she's she's very gentle with the baby. Um, you know, like, I, I yeah, those, those are terrible. It's a terrible break. I'm sorry. Um, and then the man who says, like, it never occurred to me that I would actually say this from mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm glad I had a chance to do it. So, yeah, it was, um, and for, for those who don't know, the Shema is the, um, the prayer that every Jew is supposed to say upon waking, upon going to bed, and is it just before death, or is it on the day of your death? It, it, ideally, it would be the final words on your lips, and so, some, mm-hmm. like, I have seen, like, it's kind of adorable, like, Orthodox um, children at, like, a water park, like, say it at the top of the slide in case they die on the slide, because it's meant to be the final. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not funny, but it's, I just think it's adorable. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it is the central prayer of of the the way that the faith has turned into a religion. Yeah, the central mm-hmm. prayer. So it's the one um, hero Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's get back. To yeah, the show. yeah. That's where I was going to bring us to. That's where I was going to bring us to. Yeah. So Ray Ray. Um, yeah. Um, I love her cat sweater. Adorable, adorable nickname, cat sweater. I. I am a dork as well. The whole costuming for her, for her was just mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, I, there's yeah. something really compelling to me about the way when she explains to Lucifer in the, in the last scene, like how mm-hmm. she only ever gets to interact with them when they're dead. Humans, I mean, and they're so morose. And like, mm-hmm. Ella is such a different, you know? Just a uh-huh. Yeah. There was something really compelling about that especially within the context of this show where we've seen these um, celestials uh, repeatedly kind of start at arm's length and kind of like condescend to humans and then grow to really appreciate and love us. Um, And so to have the angel of death sort of name that, you know, that like how much more alive we are when we're alive, (laughs) which is, I don't know. It was, it was satisfying to me for that. Um, yeah. I also appreciated that the episode starts with Ella arriving at the crime scene. Yes. And so we get to see her morning routine, basically. And, you know, that her, her chipperness is... And her is, connection with all the people. I have to say, yeah. though, overthinking it, like, how did she know all that stuff? Like, what did we... Like, it... I was I I was led to believe, and maybe I misperceived it, that we were watching mm-hmm. her arrive at the crime scene for the first time, but then she already knows all this stuff about what's happening. Like, did she come back to it? Did we miss what? something that there was missing in the montage? Supposed to be there was, I think that there, that was the montage. And then I think it was, we were supposed to have like, she was taking pictures and then like time passed before. I, I'm too, I'm too, I'm too literal. Like I wish they had actually mm. said two hours later. And then I could have like, <laughs> Followed. I don't know. I that yeah. like that was like an overthinking moment for me. That was a little bit mm-hmm. problematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get that. I get that. 
I uh, would, would her camera work like with the flash and everything? I, and I don't think so. That's one of my least favorite, actually. Um, Luciferisms is the dick pic joke. I don't. Well, because who's sending that to? I don't know. I don't. I mean, so, who? Yeah. I mean, there was that other. There was one episode where he talked about the roosters, the prize roosters yes. website. Maybe he's yeah. sending it there, but I, yeah. I don't know that. I don't. I appreciate and enjoy the sexual Lucifer, but the mm-hmm. crass Lucifer, mm-hmm. the dick pics. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Like, I think part of his, for me, part of his appeal is the elegance. Yeah, and obviously elegance can be sexualized but there's nothing elegant about dick pics i, I just i, I just nothing. don't i i it's my yeah. least favorite joke about yeah. him yeah fair enough it's also like at this point that's been leaning into like the adolescent humor because he is kind of an overgrown teenager mm-hmm. but we're three years in he's he's kind of past that at least at work yeah yeah and especially because then what is that that the consequences of dick pics on the uh, forensics camera ella's the one who's gonna pay the price for that not him so yeah i that did not land well yeah and the the suit he's wearing that tan brown suit with the blue awful (laughs) awful (laughs) Not a fan. Sort of like baby diarrhea brown. It's just an out. It's just <laughs> awful. It's not, it's not good. Yeah. It's sanitarium linoleum floor brown. It's hard to find something that isn't flattering on Tom Ellis, but they managed with that color. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but let, let's talk a little bit about the case. Yeah, sure. Um, oh, I have an overthinking Okay. The way they solved the case is um, uh, Beckett, the, the scamming 14-year-old girl, was not actually faking her tears because she's allergic to freesia. And so Chloe goes to interview the mother who wears a freesia perfume. perfume, but she hadn't been there. Right. Well, presumably it was all over her family. Her, yeah. Um, the kid had but been there. In, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little tenuous. Yeah. So, um, Especially because the report from Dan was that the place reeked of it, which would imply that the mother herself had been there when, in yeah, fact, it was the yeah. dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I think that's fair. So, and that could have been just, you know, like, this is already shown to be kind of an unpleasant 14-year-old kid. And so when she's like, it reeked of it. And she's True. Like, she could have just said that because it, it was enough to trigger her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That B story. Of Dan losing Beckett. And then Lucifer and then losing Beckett. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Like, it felt like, like, did Six Flags sponsor the show? <laughs> because I really don't understand. <laughs> um, it was just, it was very, very odd. Not that, like, the, the, the kid um, getting away from Dan and, and playing him, like, that I'm totally down with having that that storyline um i think it's interesting could be an interesting story particularly where it gets to where he finally like gets through to her and she's like this is serious and you know it's okay if you made a mistake but the whole six flags thing and then when they needed maze to track her down but they didn't they really only needed her for a ride like (laughs) 
like, well, he just didn't have to do anything to her down. They just went back to locks. <laughs> they could have gotten the bus. And then they wouldn't have had Maze making fun of them. Yeah. Although Maze's reaction was, um, mm. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> I think, though, for the, for the mirroring that they do, they needed Lucifer to make a mistake. That mm-hmm. even Lucifer mm-hmm. would admit was a mistake. And so losing yeah. the kid and having her steal his yeah. car, I think. Yeah. Um, after having roasted Dan for the mm-hmm. same mistake. I mean, that that was the yeah. storytelling function that it serves. So that at the end when he confronts Azrael and she says nobody's perfect. Okay. Fair enough. I, so I think that, that was like the, the wicked that that story knocked over. Yeah. I'm just realizing how thick this episode is because there's also, we also have furries. In this episode. Yeah. And, and Ella's so, like, I don't know, I'm a normie. <laughs> I mean, a, that's a normal person. Norm, that's a normal person. <laughs> um, I have to, so, I recently took my, my youngest, my eight-year-old, to a Renaissance fair here in Wisconsin. And in the time since you and I went to Renaissance fairs when we were teenagers in the 90s, and now... You're gonna find more furries at the Renaissance Fair, which makes sense. I just it was new to me. And we were in the Kings and Queens like meadow, whatever they call it, and there was a knight fully dressed in a furry costume. And, and armor? Uh, and it wasn't armor, it was like um it was like a tunic that had, had a, a Okay. But but a furry. Not a shield on it, but okay. Yeah, but a furry. Okay. Like fully. Uh-huh. And uh, my son was like, oh, let's go, let's look at him. And, like, the, the, the furry, I don't remember what he did, but, like, he, like, did a bow or something like that. And then his, uh, the, the mouth opened and closed. Oh, like, so, Which was pretty cool. It was pretty fancy. And uh, my son was just like, oh, how'd you do that? <laughs> and the mouth opened and closed again. And he's like, yeah, I <laughs> so my, my eight-year-old was just so excited. And I was like... All right, in 20 years, if he is going to furry conventions, I'll know what the origin story is. <laughs> Which I won't mind, except that I know that they've got a Nazi problem on the furry community. So, not that there's not a Nazi problem in most every community. Yeah. But yeah. Like, the My Little Ponies have a... I know. The bronies. I know. So, anyway, that was a long tangent. Just that, you know, I, I, I find the furry phenomenon really interesting in a way that I like, cause I just can't wrap my head around it. But I also, I love me some, some like cuteness. So like, like I would, I can't see myself ever. It's too much effort for you, Em. That's there's it. like, there's no That's way. It. Like, That's it. I mean, you and I can barely be bothered to like, you know, I don't know, brush our hair for this show. Like, we're not going to, like, maintain a costume like that, you know? Yeah, well, well I can't I brush mine it. because it would take the curls out, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I noticed in the scene where, where um, Chloe's wearing the, the Wesley furry costume, um, at some point when they're having the fight, there's a little girl there wearing a unicorn onesie of the kind that I desperately want, where I'm like, that is the kind of that, thing I can Right, get so that's out. the level of effort that you're willing to put into this. See, that's just it. I think secretly you want to be a furry, but the barriers are just too high. That's actually how I feel about goth. 
I want yeah. to be goth, but oh, I do yeah. not have the effort or attention to, 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 do, to do the work. That's a lot of work. Well, and I'm also thinking, like, the, the, the thing over your head, it just, that, that seems like it would be so hot. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Agreed. Not a fan. All right, anyway. so, I I know it was supposed to make me laugh, but, and, and I guess it did make me chuckle, but the fact that Lucifer knew the angel of death was in town because Ella said, smell you later. <laughs> I mean, especially because that implies that like 10,000 years ago or whatever, the angel of death was already saying it because they haven't spoken. They've been estranged since the rebellion. Yeah. That's, that's what we're yeah. led to believe. But all those eons ago, Azrael was already saying. In what language? <laughs> smell you like, I mean, would it have been Aramaic? I don't no, know. like some proto-Semitic. Urdu? No, not Urdu. <laughs> Urdu is from the subcontinent. Yeah, no, it yeah. would. No, no. I'm, uh, what am I thinking of the the the, the um, Indo like yeah. that, that language? Yeah, family. yeah, some Indo-Semitic. Yes, agreed. Yes, yes. yes. That's what, that's where I got Urdu. Was supposed Indo. So yeah. So and and, now, and her nickname was already Ray Ray. Back then, Ray Ray, because she said, "What you're too cool, too cool to call me Ray Ray now." <laughs> um, yeah, I, I now am like, you know what? I feel like you and I need to figure out how to say "smell you labor later" in Hebrew and just you know, have that <laughs> I, I actually can figure that out. I can figure that out. <laughs> I mean, I know it wouldn't, it wouldn't be that difficult. <laughs> Hebrew is a dead and then resurrected. Exactly, exactly. Cool. And so I, I, I could just speak one of those, uh, speak to if one of those. Any of our 15 subscribers happen to be Israel. Yeah, yeah. The, the actual case, instead of it being a reflection of Lucifer, it's a reflection of Ella this time because um, she has to come to terms with the fact that she's different and that's okay. Mm. In the same way that the, the little boy, the, the violin player, is different. And that's what makes him amazing. Yeah. Um, nice. So, um, which was which is pretty cool. And storytelling-wise, and it, like it's a solid episode even with this. I, I hate the, like, you introduce a problem at the very beginning of, a, of the episode that, out of nowhere, that is resolved by the end of the episode. It's very Brady Bunch. Like, so, like, oh, my little brother's moving back to Detroit. Oh, oh I'm going to have to move back to Detroit. Um, and, you know, they needed an inciting incident. They needed, uh, you know, like, a reason for Ray Ray to come back. Um, and, you know, it, 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 it's, a, it's a well-written episode. That is just something I'm very sensitive to mm -hmm. in stories where it's just like you just introduce this problem to immediately solve it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know uh, in the same way i really hate it in um books where they try to raise tension um when killing off a minor character you've never met before by giving that minor character immediate backstory before they die mm. it's just like no you haven't earned it yeah it's, yeah. it's kind of like when you watch those um those elimination competition creative shows um, mm -hmm. my spouse and I have realized that if you learn a whole lot of backstory about one of the characters, they're going home that episode. <laughs> like, that's, mm -hmm. just, you know, that's how it goes. Yeah. how it works. So yeah, it's just, and it's, it's a storytelling shortcut that it, sometimes you need. Yeah. And I, I, 
but I like I'm very sensitive to where like I feel we like you haven't earned this, and I wish there had been something like we we've been introduced to our younger brother before. We we know that he she came out for him in 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 some ways. I wish there had been something at some point earlier about the possibility of him moving home. Yeah, but I do um, I do also want to say that in defense of this episode coming right after uh, a devil of my word and um, quintessential deck of sharks opposite order Bowie's reaction to Ella yeah. saying I see ghosts was amazing and perfect mm-hmm. and kind of goes to show that like what we were talking about before where Ella is not so much about shipping Pecker or Decker star she she just wants her, her really good friend who she looks up to yeah. to be happy yeah um, and so that, that really kind of, and it makes me, cause I know that Amy Garcia is about the same age as the rest of the cast, but it but allows me to be like, I think Ella's Ella younger. Is, is, yeah. Um, and so because I know Amy Garcia is about the same age, it, I, I kind of forget sometimes that she's supposed to be younger, but I think it's, it's much clearer now. Like, oh no, there's definitely like, there's the hero worship yes. aspect of it. Sort Which of Ella is prone to. Oh, yes, so definitely. yeah, yeah, and also makes sense if she's um. I mean, I don't know. She's got a little brother, but she's got bigger, bigger siblings, and so I mean, right? Because the, the diamond cleaner mm-hmm. is the older brother, the eldest. Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, like I know, as as the youngest in our family, I I was fun to hear a word. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and I think that that's common among younger siblings. So yeah. All right, let's talk um, about Once Upon a Time because we Once Upon a Time don't have forever. Yeah. So, okay, I just want to say, as a huge Gaiman fan, not as big as they come for sure. There are many who are more dedicated. I see you, and <laughs> I think that Neil Gaiman is among the best storytellers of our generation. Just such a great storyteller, and that Gaiman, um put his stamp of approval on this TV show by voicing God is just mm-hmm. so satisfying on so many levels. So meta. Just so yeah. many levels that, that yeah. he, that he agreed to voice, to do the voiceover mm-hmm. as God. Um, a little confusing now that I know Dennis Haysbert is God, uh, but <laughs> I didn't know that when I was watching it here. So just having said that, I just had this thought, um, uh, another one of the greatest storytellers of our generation is Jordan Peele. And I just realized I now need Neil Gaiman and Jordan Peele. Oh, wow. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. That would be incredible. Anyway, universe, make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then also the, the meta message at the end, where it's like a child just or, uh, a parent wants what's best for their child. Best for their child. And so that's God talking about Lucifer. That's, uh, um, you know, talking about um, John Decker and Chloe Decker. But that's also Neil Gaiman talking about his intellectual child. Mm-hmm. Of, of uh, you know, like, mm-hmm. this is... And Gaiman has... Particularly since there are so many people who are like, oh, this is not... This is not oh, right. Lucifer. People want to gatekeep on, on Gaiman's work. And Gaiman, he, he shuts that down. No one gets to gatekeep Sandman, he says. No, like, which is the original, original source material for this Lucifer. Mm-hmm. I, I am just so, I mean, talk about hero worship. Like, the guy just mm-hmm. 
gets it and he gets what art is and what it's for. And yeah, I agree. I don't know that I made that connection before you just said it, but it's really, really deeply resonating for me. Yeah. 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 There were things that I liked very much about this episode and there were other things that mm -hmm. just, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just wasn't. Like Linda's cleavage? Oh, I liked her cleavage. <laughs> I liked her cleavage. Um, I did not like her glasses. Yeah, I didn't like her glasses. They were very old-fashioned, like like 1970s looking. Mm -hmm. I also, like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really like where Linda was. I mean, I wasn't supposed to like where Linda was in this alternate universe. What was interesting to me about Linda in this alternate universe is Neil Gaiman as God says, you know, might choose immoral to make immoral choices but still have the same conscience and it made me realize because she does things that are kind of unethical in our universe but never immoral yeah and that that actually like that was an interesting thing for me to realize like you know she does for the most part what's best for her patients with the possible exception of sleeping with lucifer but at the time it it didn't really matter for him right and then once it did she stopped right whereas what she might have been doing in that that universe may have been ethically okay i don't know i mean that's that, ethically dubious i don't know but it was definitely immoral yeah um it's definitely not right for a patient no um yeah mm -hmm. yeah i find her her story arc is, is upsetting. Dan and Charlotte's is interesting in that they, in that universe, they get a happy ending, except that they don't because they'll both end up in hell. And, you know, Trixie obviously doesn't exist. Right. But there, there's a little part of me that's glad that in some universe they get to have mm. together. Mm -hmm. Even if he's awful and she's kind of awful. Yeah. <laughs> but there's something within him and something within her that finds each other uh, in the same way that there's something within Lucifer and something within Chloe that finds each other no matter what universe they're in mm -hmm. I have to say casting wise the actor playing her dad the first time I saw this I was like man that makeup is amazing because I was certain it was the same dude the exact same, same um, um, actor who's actually um, Leslie Ann Brandt's husband oh yeah, um, he plays John Decker as a young man. But no, that's a different actor. Like, it's it's an older man. And every time I see it, I go, like, how is this guy look just like him? And maybe if I watched them back to back. like You wouldn't think so. Episode, I wouldn't think so. But every time, I'm like, he looks exactly like John Decker. Yeah. I appreciate that he is able, at the end, to say, like, this is not about you. It's about me. He's a, like the John Decker that we get here is very mature and enlightened <laughs> or he gets to be at, at, at the very end. They, they give him a very enlightened. Um, although I, the way he treats her prior to that is pretty, I know that's what I say. He gets awful. to be, yeah, he, <laughs> he gets to there. Be. Yeah. And that, like his rationale actually as a parent makes sense to me. You know, um, that, not me, but yes, and she's supposed to be like thirty-five. Yes. I know. I mean, I'm sorry, but you don't get to say "go home" to your thirty-five-year-old yes. daughter. No. I mean, yeah. our dad's not saying anything to us, so yeah. <laughs> like maybe I would. I guess I would take it. I guess I would take it. Yeah, particularly since she's 
not clear on acting being the right thing for her. I just and the the like. Your mom told me to remind you to remind them to film from your best side. Like, best. ew, ew, yeah. yeah. Ugh. Well, and no, like, that's part of that season one when we when we first meet Penelope. That um, yeah, the overbearing stage Penelope. mother. Yeah, the overbearing stage mother thing, and it's just like. Yeah, it's gross. I would hate that so much. Clearly, she does. I mean, one of the things I thought that I I really liked in this alternate universe is when um, they're going after. Also, they didn't go very far, but they're going after the guy stealing a Porsche, and uh, Louis Virgo drives. She's like, no, 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 I have literally been. I've been trained for this. This is this is kind of cool because she has been. Like, I'm sure she's had some sort of driver training and stuff like that. Although. How much of that do they actually have answers to? Yeah. Mm. I, the, the thing that bothered me is that she she came to the NASCAR set from this movie franchise that I'm imagining is like a cross between Fast and the Fast Furious and, the and something else. And mm-hmm. she's using the character's name and nobody but Lucifer recognizes her. Mm-hmm. I don't buy it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had, I was like, why, why wouldn't she use a different name? But then I was thinking, like, oh, the, it probably actually has Bonnie Gennaro written on it, so she felt like she had to use that name. But you could just flash it, and then I don't. I mean, it said property of Warner Brothers on the back. I, I, I don't. That like, yeah, that gave me pause in my overthinking. That like, I mean, yeah. if Dwayne the Rock Johnson or Vin Diesel, if Vin Diesel showed up at a you know, at a racetrack and try to use his name from the movies. Like mm-hmm. people would be like, Oh, it's Vin Diesel. Yeah. Somebody besides you know, Lucifer. The, the thing is though, I think she's supposed to be like still a relatively minor character in the franchise. I, I don't know? think so. I don't think okay. so. Not okay. after five. Like it's a whole five movies. Yeah. And she, she uses the, uh, I don't know if you noticed she used the, um, they, they have a lot of Easter eggs. In there, so like she uses the weaponizer catchphrase on my watch. Yep. Um, and then at NASCAR, they're uh, sponsored by Top Meat, which is that, right. Um, that's the the meeting, the, the singles, dating the dating app for yeah. for rich people, yeah. exclusive people. Yeah. Top yeah. hats. Um, yeah, yeah. So. I I just I I'm, I think it's, especially because it's weaponizer, which in our universe is a successful like martial arts franchise like I, I think she's meant to be a movie star yeah yeah i mean uh, she yeah. did go to lux without crazy paparazzi so may- maybe i don't know but i that feels like a piece that the writers were like oh just 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 do it just just go with it <laughs> just work with us here she's a movie um, star who nobody recognizes i don't know if that happens yeah Okay. I mean, maybe okay. all the NASCAR people have face blindness or something. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe it's just that. Well, no, I'm thinking like NASCAR. They would watch the weaponizer. Would watch the weaponizer. I'm like, maybe there's no crossover. No, there's Mm-mm. especially if it's like Fast and Furious, which is the implication I got. You know, with the the yeah. fancy car and yeah. stuff that she was supposed to drive the mm-hmm. next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, I do want to like in this universe. How did Ella? Los Angeles in this universe. Well, that's a great question. I mean, Although her I younger brother was like stealing cars and stuff, so it. maybe she still went with yeah. him. It's just instead of to take care of him, she went to help him. I don't yeah, know. To work with him. Yeah. Yeah, because I found, I 
summed up. Well, first of all, I love her look. Oh my god, it's, with the tattoo sleeve and the um, the, the, the like nineteen forties. Yeah, ugh, adorable. I love adorable. That. Um, and she had the the big hoop earrings too. Well, that right? was very like leaning into the Latina. I mean, that Latina. is like a very yeah stereotypical Latina look with the big hoops. Mm-hmm. But it looks amazing she with looks the, with that kind of nineteen forties. Oh my god. Yeah, love that look. And then it made sense that that would be who she was in an alternate universe. Like, she'd be just as nerdy, just as, in a way. Just as smart and well, capable. Smart and, yeah, mm-hmm. just in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd love to see, like, our Ella get the tattoo sleeve because it, it looks amazing. I mean, if she wants it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I really appreciated that. There's just a very little bit of Menadiel in this episode. Oh yeah, because and, he's uh, like he's presumably like just flying around waiting, waiting for this. <laughs> it does give us a little bit of a glimpse into into who Menadiel is without the influence without the influence of Lucifer and humans. Yes, yes, and that he's someone who can be influenced by his brother because mm-hmm. he he takes it he tries to take his advice. Mm-hmm. And and chickens out yeah. and uh, yeah, that's I don't know. There's something kind of endearing, endearing, yeah, yeah. very endearing about that. Yeah. yeah, I think it's time for some fluff. Okay, because we've been talking for like forty minutes now. Have we? Uh-huh. Yeah, we have. Okay. All right. What fluff do you have? Because I'm not sure I have any. Oh shoot. Okay, so here's here's like little little prurient fluff. The scene when. Um, John Decker catches up to Chloe and she's like, what is he doing? And he's been in the trailer for a long time. And then finally we realize what he's doing. Like he actually says, yes, say my name, <laughs> which, which I'm blushing, which feels like, a, um, I don't know. It sort of doesn't feel in keeping with Lucifer's like sexual persona. And I, and at the same time, I found it totally titillating. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. He reflects the other person's desires, and so if her desire... Was I mean, she was yelling his name. Dominated. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I don't know. So that... that And then, and then like, the, the like, lipstick prints all over his bare chest as he comes out of the... And, like, John... And John's... And I pumped her. For information! For information! Yeah. Oh my god, it's so yeah, that was that was um I I also appreciated the way that John Decker referred to him as um oh, that mentally ill nightclub owner is what he described him. Like, please don't tell me you're hanging out with that guy. Like oh, and it's worse. I'm just like, yeah, that's gonna be like as embarrassing as it would be to be a thirty five year old woman and have your dad say, Go home <laughs> and see that. I mean Which, at least it wasn't Chloe and the... It was Chloe and him, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Oh, my goodness. Well, and then, then he was like, well, she just put her ankles around my neck. <laughs> I don't want to know this. It's that she's not injured. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I guess the other little piece of fluff is, like, to make sure we knew it was an alternate universe, the Corvette was red, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like when Spock had the mustache, <laughs> It was evil Spock. <laughs> but like, 
they showed us in that throwback prequel episode when he stole mm-hmm. the Corvette. It was black. And like John Maybe not getting shot wouldn't have changed the color of the car. Maybe he got a painted. Maybe he had a painted. Yeah. Because like theoretically John not getting shot wouldn't have affected Ella. Um, True. So, I mean, it's one of those butterfly effect things. So instead of it being the black car, um, like that was what he found, it was it was the red one. True. Um, yeah. Okay. So because you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, 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 I'll give that to them. Also, um, very convenient do, that he happened to be wearing the waistcoat. It just wasn't the vest. It just wasn't buttoned up. So he like buttoned it to cover the bu- the, bu- the bullet holes. Like that was very convenient. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also. As I mentioned with the bu- the bullets that Charlotte took, exit wounds? I mean, does his celestial body just, like, absorb the lead and, like, I don't know, turn it into energy or something? Or, like, are there holes in the back of his blazer? Well, too? I, I'm imagining, like, it gets through the, the shirt and then stops with his skin. And, and so then like, just sort of falls? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So he has to like clean him out of his belt, <laughs> his waistband, like stuffing his underwear. His waistband, he has to take him out. His flattened bullet. <sighs> that that does remind me of one thing about John Decker being overprotective. After he got a bullet that he survived, it's also much more understandable why he would pushed Chloe away from the idea of, of becoming a, a cop. Yeah. After that. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and uh, I, I do like the way that the voiceover by Neil Gaiman is said, it's hard to say whether he's saying like he moved the bullet and it, this is the alternate universe or he moved the bullet and that's like, I don't know. There's, there's, there's a little bit of like, Oh, you mean like he made John die? Ooh. Yeah. Which, and I, I, I was primed to think that because I just read something someone saying about like, oh, that's not okay. And I'm like, is that how, we, and I don't, I don't think that's how they I, That is not how I heard it. I heard this is an alternate universe where he didn't die. Where, where John didn't die. die. Because of, um, but in order for this alternate universe to happen, God did have to interfere and the bullet. Which, know, which like, presumably God could have done in our universe. Yeah. yeah. Which, is kind of I mean that is the ultimate cosmological yeah. dilemma. If God is good, mm-hmm. if, you know, God, if God is great then God can't be good and if God is good then God can't be great cuz why would yeah. God let all this like, happen? Yeah. Yeah. I have to go now. I am being yeah. summoned. All right. I'm going to be imagining like uh, Lucifer just like uh, shaking bullets out of his, uh, <laughs> his waistband <laughs> like as he walks. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. All right, see you next week. Our theme song is Feral Angel Waltz by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. Visit the show notes for the URL. I am an artificially generated voice, powered by Narakeep.com. Lucifer is a Warner Brothers production that first aired on Fox and then Netflix. Tracy and Emily are not affiliated with Fox, Netflix, nor WB. 
If you liked this episode, subscribe to Keep Overthinking With Them, and visit the show notes for other ways to connect.